Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord is my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Oh, no, but it should be called Gangsta Time. Well, you're going to have to call me next time because, <laughs> my God, we are at 500 two on two. Wow. Oh. I'll take it. Well, I'm very proud of you in the Knicks. Um, but also joining us through uh, Discord, it is producer, also legend. It is Edgelord Big News, Brian. Uh, what's up, man? Hello. <clears throat> Are you okay? <laughs> I was not just... ready to speak, apparently. My yeah. throat was just like, Are you ready to talk right now? Are you sure? <laughs> You sounded like you were given into the darkness real quick where you're just like, <laughs> like the darkness consume you. <laughs> uh, Brian's a Nets fan, so the I guess they Brian and Josh have beef at the moment. No, no, I made a promise to Josh that I would smile whenever the Knicks are doing decent. So Yeah, we gotta help Same the boy. Way, I'll be proud of the Nets as well since they're from New York. <laughs> yeah. I mean we're we're in a bit of a content three way contention here because like Josh, Josh's Cowboys and my Giants play off against each other for a playoff spot in, in on mm-hmm. Sunday. So it's either the show will be over, or the Giants will have won and we would have just continued the show. <laughs> I'm canceling the show if if Josh wins. It's over. All right. Well, since this is the last episode, guys, <laughs> I mean, we, it, it's been one hell of a run. Yeah, uh, we made it. It I just couldn't survive. It couldn't survive the last blow of this shitty year of 2020 to, for the Giants <laughs> to be knocked out of the playoffs by a Dakless Cowboys. About <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a red rifle. <laughs> All right. Even the if they win. Russian defense in the league. Whoever goes forward, they're just going to lose to the Washington football team. So. No. No, it's not. The, it's uh, if Washington wins. <laughs> No, 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 no. We won't face the Washington team if whoever wins. Because, you know, it'll be either the Washington makes it through or one of us does. And then we'll face off against Tampa Bay. Probably. Right? I think that's how I got it right. Anyway, this isn't the podcast for this. Uh, Let's get into plugs really quick. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37. And Instagram yeah, as yeah. well. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.ESP on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and if you want to catch me when I'm streaming, you catch me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Yeah. yeah. You can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram, especially on Twitter because we do a bunch of fun polls like the uh, the poll that just concluded that will decide what series is going to take over Chainsaw Man's slot in our weekly lineup. Uh, we're not announcing that this week. We'll announce it next week when Jump returns proper. Um, but we do have the results. You guys voted pretty emphatically for one series. Uh, it was almost not even close. Uh, it was kind of wild. But in any case, uh, until that day comes, you can uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes and all of that stuff wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to find out uh, if your se- favorite series or favorite new series made it to our lineup. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, in any case, that's all the plugs for now. Uh, let's get this party started. Spoiler alerts ahead. We are actually going to start with uh, just a bit of a discussion topic. There have been two death battles that have come out in uh, recent time that, you know, falls under our umbrella. Um, you know, manga and anime, uh, manga and uh, superhero yeah. comics. First of which was Sanji versus uh, versus Rock Lee. Uh, oh, man. What a surprising turnout. Both of these what? battles was surprising. The second one was Broly versus... Uh, versus the hulk which is pretty wild uh but i guess yeah, we could talk the result was really wild too yeah i guess we could I... start with sanji versus Us- uh, versus I, I, I keep almost saying Usopp, but uh i guess we could start with sanji versus rock lee um yeah i thought sanji was gonna get beat <laughs> it was kind of wild sanji won I, the death o- battle only because i thought the 88 was just like something that i don't i didn't all right you know what forget that i didn't understand what the power level of One Piece was at. I guess the last time I seen uh, the last death battle I remember there being with the One Piece character was with Ace, right? But they also did one with Zoro, and I guess I didn't recognize how I didn't remember how strong they was. And dude, like I didn't really keep up with Eighth Gate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, all of that Naruto bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know either. Did. It's kind of wild. Like we always think, even I think, like One Piece is world is pretty strong but i don't know if it matches up against most like it doesn't other seem universes. like it initially but then they have really in- incredible feats yeah every now and then that that they just it blows everything yeah you know it, it just makes it real over the top yeah it's real, weird super larger than life oh it's good for that anyway I, it was it was shocking <laughs> yeah i'm that's... glad that the same thing didn't happen to 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 to, to sanji that happened to uh to all night yeah that's for sure um yeah i mean i was happy about it of the two one piece is my like favorite or so up like go sanji <laughs> kick his ass literally um i'm just sad that he had to fight rock lee you know yeah both of them are good guys i like rock lee man they couldn't but... even find a real reason for them to fight this is like rock lee just doesn't like his food and i'm like i don't think rock lee would do that anybody rock that's out of his character this death battle sucks <laughs> no no i'm, I'm not saying this but it was fun the more i think the more interesting one was like broly versus hulk though because i thought oh yeah that one was incredible yeah i definitely Man. thought that it was over for broly um but it wasn't apparently uh i don't did I, you see the most recent movie yeah i did see broly yeah. It's great. (laughs) And because I watched that movie, I was like, Broly wins. Yo. Yeah, but you don't know, Brian. You don't know. I do know. All right, I'll tell you this. I didn't understand the the level of of power they were dealing with. And it made sense. So, all right, the thing that people always, I feel like the reason people always put Hulk at such a high regard is the part that he's super invulnerable and has no limit to strength. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas with Brawly, like it didn't really matter what Hulk's limit was. It's because he was able to power up so much quicker and, and get there. And it was, it was a wrap, bro. That shit was crazy. He, 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 <laughs> they went so hard that they went back in time and erased Hulk from existence. Yeah. That was mad funny. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Broly is like, and that's the thing is Broly's ceiling is also not really known because he's only ever shown up for this one movie. And yeah. it, and they beat him, so it, but it could be greater. Yeah, yeah, and they beat him, but it wasn't like a total loss. You know, like they didn't school his ass. They it really took a lot. No, man, Hulk was was throwing planets at this nigga. You, yeah. you know what time it is. He's he ain't nothing to play with. And after when they before they started breaking the Hulk down, I wasn't sure if they was gonna incorporate the one below all as part of him. Yeah, because you remember what and one of those uh in one of those issues when he was out in space and he. Like beat Ben Frank, like uh, what Franklin Richards, yeah, when he was at his full power and all of that, and but that's not the same as Hulk. So, yeah, that was fair. It was a it was a crazy fight. It was a good one, and it made sense. Yeah, there were two good man. two good battles. Um, and honestly, I hope I hope that this inspires people to go pick up Immortal Hulk. Uh, every now and then we bring it up, and it's one of the best books out there. So definitely pick that up. I think it's ending soon. So do it with it while you can. Um, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, but I guess we're good on death battle. Two very fun battles. Um, I'm not really mad with either uh, result. It's just surprising. Uh, so and I'm happy when they I was were surprised able to do that. both ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, in any case, I guess it's time to do our show proper. It is time to randomize. Hmm. Death metal. Um, we're doing Dark Knight's Death Metal: The Secret Origin. Uh, we're covering a couple books from last week that we didn't do uh, because we did we had an early episode. So uh, we're starting with uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Secret Origin. Uh, and this story is about Superboy Prime, which I was super thrilled about. Um, I don't like Superboy Prime. Uh, but in any case, we start off... Not anymore, anyway. I mean, right. we'll see. We start off with an Earth Prime in 1984, and I didn't know that like Superboy Prime had his own like origin, and I don't know how if this was like the truth because I feel like it isn't. It doesn't really fit with Infinite Crisis and what happened there. But uh, yeah, we just start off with this kid reading Superman comics in in the store in 1984. Uh, his name is also Clark Kent, and uh, his mm. his parents named him after uh, Superman. Essentially, uh, he's getting beat up by bullies. You know, and they're picking on him and stuff, but he still stands up to them. And uh, it brings his attention, the attention of Lori, uh, this girl that works there. All right. I think she works there. Nah. No, no. She, her yeah, mom her owns the store. The yeah. Store. Her parents own the store. So she stands up to them. She throws like a Slurpee at them or something and shoes them away. And, you know, they develop a little bit of a relationship. You know, they go cosplaying together. It's kind of cute. Um, and at some point, like Superboy Prime discovers his powers. They, he just starts flying, uh, and he runs into Superman of that universe, being like, "Whoa, the fuck is happening here?" Um, well, well, the way they explain it here is that he hurt. He basically felt Superman, and this was during, I guess, like while well, they was preparing to fight against uh, uh, your boy in what Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Oh, a Crisis on. I think it was called. Yeah, Christ, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, against the arbitrator, the anti-monitor, anti-monitor, the arbitrator. Same shit, not really the <laughs> arbitrator. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's from fucking Halo. Anyway, um, that's arbiter. Yeah, no, he. 
he intersected into his universe basically mm-hmm. the the earth prime was supposed to be our earth and then enlisted him and i guess that's how he went about it now that's what was different from before right before mm-hmm. he was just no um mm-hmm. i would say that well this this part is kind of like in line in a way where superboy prime's universe was wiped out in crisis on infinite earths and um him and a Superman from another universe, as well as a Lex Luthor from another universe, were kind of like concealed themselves in this like science bubble to protect themselves from being wiped from existence. But his girlfriend did not survive said wiping. And uh, he was not really thrilled about that. And the goal of like the uh, the guys from the villains of Infinite Crisis was to just kind of restore everything to how it was before the crisis on Infinite Earths. So, you know, that's where it got kind of out of line for Superboy. He ends up killing this Connor Kent of that universe, um, of our universe, essentially. And, you know, his villain path goes from there. He joins the Sinestro Court for a minute. Uh, and, you know, he's just been around. And it leads him to now where he is on the front lines along with the Superman family and the rest of the DC universe in the battle against uh, the Batman Who Laughs' army. And uh, nobody's really happy to have him there. <laughs> They're just like, this guy's a fucking dick. Why is he even here? <laughs> yeah. <What laughs> a jerk. Yeah, and he goes sits by himself in the corner somewhere just to mope and sulk. And he's like, they don't understand what I did. And I get kind of Connor, like, being salty. He did murder him with his bare hands. So He ripped him in half, didn't he? No, he just beat he him to death uh, amongst kryptonite. Um, or something like that. I know he beats Connor Kent to death in a battle. Um, so you know he's salty and that, but everybody else is just like very mean, except for Crypto, the super dog who uh, who walks up in very uh, man's best friend fashion, just uh talks to, just kind of like warms the heart of Superboy just by existing and being an adorable dog. Um, he tries to sad boy him away, and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, get, get, a good, good boy. Go on, get out of there. Go, go on, get. And <laughs> Crypto is yeah. like, no, I'm cute, and I'm here to be an emotional support animal. Um, it's very, it's very, it's a nice little scene, honestly. Uh, I would also become less evil if a dog was very nice to me. Uh, For sure, I, I think we could all agree to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Connor can't get super defensive. Boy, what he's also Superboy. Is yeah, Connor is like Superboy, like the okay, just Superboy. Another one, right? Yeah, he's okay. like the main one. He's like the main Superboy. Um, but yeah, he just like pulls up to him. He's like, "Yo, you he, fucking he, he with my takes dog?" Exception to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you fucking with my dog, dude. And uh, Superboy's like, "No, break your fucking neck, bro." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'll shove that lame ass armor down your throat." Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's so mean. But I get it. <laughs> but damn. Uh, now's not the time. Because immediately after this confrontation, evil Superman popped through. And uh yeah, some real some, some some real heavy hitters too. Yeah. And quite honestly. Yeah, and you know, there's like a Superman made out of the sun, it looks like. Um there's this priesty Superman, there's a guy with a leather jacket on or some shit because he's cool, he's the cool Superman. <laughs> and solves mysteries and stuff. Yeah, he's he's probably only when he mysteries. gives a damn. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, they the Superman family and them start fighting. Superboy beats up like the priest one, or they call him Saint. Um, and then he looks up and he's like, well, "You know what? I could just I could just end this right now by killing the Superman, the Batman who laughs, right?" So he just flies way past all these alternate Earths. Uh, the other super people are like, "Man, fuck this guy! He's running out on us." But uh, yeah, right. Yeah, Superboy just like collides directly with the Batman who laughs. They kind of have a conflict together. Um, and, you know, Batman who laughs is trying to just, like switch him over to our side. He's like, I could give you your world back. And, um, you know, it takes a little bit of a hesitation after seeing all this, like the temptation of having everything he's ever wanted come back. And uh, right when he's about to make his decision, Crypto the Super Dog is standing right next to him like, oof. And uh, he just can't resist. He tries to sad boy him away again. He's like, no, go away. Emits combat. Yeah. <laughs> I said go. And uh, again, Crypto refuses to go. So he's like, all right, I guess I can't do evil in front of this dog. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, then he just punches the shit out of the Batman who laughs. Um and it destroys. It ends up destroying a few of the Earths that the uh, Batman who laughs created, and it whittles down his forces. Um, but it ends up actually seemingly killing Superboy Prime in the process. Uh, as Crypto the Super, this two-page spread where Crypto the Super Dog is like howling over his dead body is like my heart. And I hate Superboy Prime, <laughs> but I was yeah. like, oh man, you make Crypto sad. Um, and he's basically saying no in dog language. Uh, as we pull out further and further away from the from the battle, and we cut over to Clark Kent's room again, like the average Clark Kent, and he's like, "Whoa, what was that?" And um, it seems like he's just been reading his own story this whole time. And uh, Laurie opens the door; she's back, and I think. And he has a dog too. He has a dog like Crypto. And, uh, no, he 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 went from being knocked out to reading that comic. That's his the same consciousness. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is that like, I'm oh, okay, tra- okay. Yeah, that yeah, he's basically woken up in a reality where Lori is back and he has a dog like Crypto, and he's happy. And now he's kind of like thinking, like maybe I really did die, maybe it was a trick or something. But I'm home now, and you know, and uh, you know, he and. Uh, he and Laurie are walking the dog and they see this kid about to get hit by a car. And, um, he say Superboy prime saves him from getting hit by the car by carrying it in the same, I guess, like little pose that, um, Superman does in action comics. Number one, this is the iconic pose. Um, yeah. And that's where that chapter ends. It was a nice ending. It was a nice ending for, uh, for Superboy prime. Yeah. You know, it kind of leave things a little open ended. Or whatever can happen in the future, mm-hmm. but it, that was this was a redemption issue for yeah. him. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this is my RGC, oh, VGI. and only because yeah, certified VGI. I really like the fact that he realized, okay, if I'm gonna go all in and help these guys, I I'm Superboy Prime. I'm not gonna waste my time with all these other scrubs, even though there was other Supermen there. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not gonna harp over that. There's no <laughs> point. So he went straight to the big guy and said, Nigga, I don't know if you heard, but I 
I does this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Another version of me chin checked Dr. Manhattan and, and changed his whole perspective on life. Yeah. And then committed suicide. I ain't saying he could beat him, but we does this. And that's what happened. He tried to change his whole perspective by checking his jaw. Yeah. And he did, man. He did. He he and he and he got somewhere. Did. There was a part of me that was struggling with trying to figure out, like, okay, you know, did he actually help or do anything? Like, was was there anything worth coming out of this chapter? Because this could be, I got I got an idea from 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 a comment section that maybe this could just be a, a alternate reality that the Batman who lives created to kind of like deal with him and put him away because mm-hmm. he was a threat. But I really do believe what happened was this is them winning in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he did this and he wakes up alive because the superheroes eventually win. We know what's going to happen. They're not yeah. going to just, it's not going to end sour before they restart. Yeah, I agree. You know I mean? This ain't Secret War. I mean, this ain't, this ain't, yeah, the end, like, uh, or that Avengers run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Um, go for it. No, no. That, I mean, that. Uh, aside from uh, all right, aside from you know its value and, and, and what it brings to the story, I just thought it was really nice for Superboy Prime because he it was really traumatic, like what he went through in his story, and mm-hmm. you know the the re- I feel like the reason people don't really like him is because they kind of just overused the idea of him, and it was really cheesy. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of just like putting him to rest. Yeah, and if something new comes up, it is going to feel fresh and new. Yeah, in my opinion yeah i have cool i thought it was cool what they did i have a kind of a reverse reaction to to superboy prime because like it's not like he started out bad he just became annoying later in infinite crisis where he's just this kind of and i've heard that like he's supposed to be an allegory for like fans at the time um when he was created or when he was like brought in to infinite crisis where they were complaining that like dc was getting too dark and you know he and Superboy Prime was like this force who was trying to bring it back to like the Silver Age. Um, and if that was what he was trying to accomplish, I'm, it was just kind of annoying to read. And, you know, he hasn't gotten better since here and there. Uh, but this was like different. You know, it, I, I did appreciate what they were going for here and trying to redeem Superboy Prime. Um, I'm happy that he got a happy cool ending. seeing him yeah. beat the shit out of uh, this dude. I really like that. I enjoyed yeah. the art. Yeah, well, yeah, the art by Francis Manipal is awesome too. Um, yeah, I was also like, why didn't he just say, "Yo, Superman family, why don't we just go all of us?" But he, I feel like they would, he would have had a bigger chance if the rest of them was there. I, but I, guess I would argue, like maybe he, they, a few of them did have to stay back to fight against the other two. That's true. Superman. That's fair. But who knows? You know, yeah. Yeah, I think he could have had a little bit more help with him. I'll, I'll yeah. agree. Yeah, and it is good that he that his actions had an impact on the story, that it wasn't just a one-off about Superboy Prime. Um, and I like that Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns wrote this, by the way. Um, and I think this is the oh. first comic he's written since, like, Shazam. And that ended, like, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, but I like that he's kind of, like, playing with this dynamic between, like, what's reality in the DC universe, what what really counts are like where the characters who were reading themselves in comics, you know, he did the same thing in, um, in doomsday clock where he was talking, he was like doing this meta commentary on like on reboots and why they happen. Um, so sometimes I'm interested into what he has to say. Um, 
but that's all I got to say about the secret origin. Um, do you want to say anything else? Yeah. Um, we do have another death, uh, death metal book. Um, it's more of an anthology story. It's very long. It's like 80 something pages. So we're not going to go through all of them. Um, there are, um, it's a, it's a story basically about the battles that are taking place. Um, when Diana comes out, um, I guess we could do like the beginning and end real fast because everything in between like the stuff that sandwich is literally the battles with that the teen Titans are having and the Batman family is having, um, and the one that Lois Lane has, uh, it's yeah. So, um, it, the comic actually begins where death metal number six left off with wonder woman in her gold form. She's giant, by the way, I didn't even know that was the case. Um, yeah, but she's a giant gold lady and she's uh, scrapping it up with the Batman who laughs. And we get a little couple of evil versions of Wally. This is one evil Wally that comes through with a fucking gun. And he's just like, Haha, I'm evil Wally and I have a Beretta. Right. <laughs> and, like, and I did all of that shit on purpose. And it yeah. was real cool. Yeah. I'm the guy you should hate. Not your Wally. Yeah, it was you a Wally. You your anger towards me. Yeah, I'm Tom <laughs> King. My name is Tom <laughs> King Flash. <laughs> I did the shit. Not everybody else at DC. Me, <laughs> the personification of the story that you may not like. Dude, it's actually kind of kind of silly that he's just walking around with a regular forty-five pistol. <laughs> Right, like I'm really fast. I'm just gonna run up on you and shoot you. That makes sense. I guess, but it's like you could kill people with super speed. Why do you need the extra guns? He didn't kill those people with guns. By the way, actually, like touch people. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's one of those. Yeah, he didn't kill those people. By the way, with a gun, he blew up. He blew up his powers. It would be funny if he was just like running around going, "Ah, zapped you, zapped you." But no, he's walking around with a gun. But he gets killed real fast by Arsenal, like the zombie version of Arsenal that uh, Batman resurrected. So revenge against that Wally. Yeah, and uh, that, yeah, and Wally's just like, sorry, <laughs> and <laughs> Arsenal's like, whatever, dude. We'll just, let's just get to let's just get to doing the thing. Um, and you know, we cut to the various battles around the uh, DC mold, the DC universe. Everybody's basically fighting against the worst fears of their respective characters um so there's a penguin like the penguin gets one that's kind of funny i was like word penguin um i i guess like one of them the constantine one is fun because it's it's drawn by rob gilroy who uh who drew chew it is one of my favorite comic books that i've read in a while uh is chew he's got very funny art um i hope he gets a dc series honestly they give him a funny one because uh, he's he's good for it. Uh, but yeah, little little side stories. The Batman one, I guess, is one of the more important ones as well. And then we'll move on. Uh, there's this Batman one that reconciles the fact that Batman resurrected the Batman who laughs. And it backfires horribly on him for a minute. <laughs> um, do, do you remember that one, Josh? No. No? Dog. No. Okay, so in the middle of the comic, there's a fucking story where Batman... You know, like how he resurrected the Batman who laughs as, as a black oh, turned yeah, zombie. Oh yeah, yeah, when they get into yeah, yeah. A tussle with each other. Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, yeah, he lets them know, like, hi, you can't. Like, I'm the only one that really met. Yeah, yeah, yeah where the Batman who laughs planned 
all along for Batman to use the Black Lantern ring to resurrect him as one of his right. pawns. So he doused himself in some shit that like allows him to retain the control Lazarus over his body. Pit. Yeah, yeah. La- Lazarus pit stuff. And then Batman was like, aha, I counterplanned against that. So now you're under my control. And Batman who else is like, touche. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how, that's basically how it ends. It's like, oh, so we need each other then. Cool. We're back at where yeah, we started. Like the Joker. Yeah. We're back where we started. Only I stabbed you in the shoulder and you're, <laughs> you're critically injured as well. So <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. Um, but those are the dark night. They sure laugh with each other. Yeah. They laugh so. with each other, you know, um, pretty all right books. I like the secret origin one quite a bit. The, uh, the anthology, you know, some decent stories in that. But um, you guys ready to move on? Oh, yeah. It's time to randomize. Bad bitch from Tokyo. Avengers. Hmm. This is Avengers number 40. Uh, Enter the Phoenix. Phoenix. Party. Yeah, the Phoenix party. <laughs> um, we start off with um, Steve Rogers in some weird forest where he's just punching a tree. Uh, because this is how he kind of blows off steam. Uh, and, you know, it turns out he's on the Savage Line, actually. Just realized that. Um, he's just chilling, hanging out, and uh, talking about how the other people in the Avengers uh, deals with stress or, like, how they handle, like, stressful situations. And Captain America just likes to stand around punching trees and remembering times where people beat the shit out of him, but he still got up. And... Um, that's when Doctor Doom comes crashing through one of the trees with the Phoenix fire attached to him, and you know they got to start scrapping immediately. Um, but at some point, Steve manages to like grab the Phoenix fire from him and uh, put it into his own body, and he is Captain Phoenix. Um, <laughs> why are you shaking your head, Josh? No, it was just kind of sudden. Like what? Where did Doctor Doom come from with this shit? Well, he just he just went for it. Well, we'll explain now. We then cut to earlier on Avengers Mountain when the Avengers are finally getting ready to uh, confront the Phoenix Fire, uh, the the Phoenix just standing atop this volcano chilling, and now it's like, all right, we got to deal with this, I guess. Now that the Conchu shit is over, we got to address this sticky situation. Um, and right when you know they're about to like kind of deal with it, Namor shows up. And he's like, no, ha, that's mine, actually. I called the Phoenix Force over here so I could take its powers and pwn everyone. Um, But he is stopped by Wolverine, who is there. And he's like, nope, we're taking the Phoenix Force. Um, with it, This uh, issue c- cuts between time. Um, we cut back to the Doctor Doom fight when um, Super- uh, Captain, Mar- Captain America has like the Phoenix Force to him. And he's in a he's locked in deep battle with him, and then we cut back to the past, where everybody's just fighting over the Phoenix Force, and um, this Wolverine says something interesting where um, Captain America goes up to him and is like, "Hey Logan, last time the Phoenix Force was involved, uh, you and I stood on the same side. Where do you stand now?" And uh, Wolverine's like kind of like chummy about it, but he's like, "Hey man, things are different now." Uh, the don't don't get me wrong. The X Men aren't looking for a war with you guys, not yet. And I'm like, whoa, what? He says you people, and I I just thought about the 
the Tropic Thunder scene when he's like, What do you, what do you mean, mean, you people? You people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's uh, if Cap would have said that shit, man. Yeah. Uh, um, But, you know, they're just like talking about it. And then all of a sudden, the Phoenix Force decides to awaken and spread its wings across like pretty much the world. But um, it it very carefully selects its lanes of where it go, distributes its power. So, you know, where the immediate fighting is happening, it takes uh, Namor, Black Panther, and Steve Rogers. Um, and that's kind of where we leave off. Um, apparently, Doctor Doom and, uh, and Captain America have been fighting for ownership of the Phoenix Force. Uh, apparently, Doctor Doom wow. was also st- chosen by the Phoenix Force in order to become a host. Um, and you know, this is really funny, actually. Um, Dr. Doom and Steve had their battle. It's pretty cool. Uh, Steve wins through full, uh, sheer willpower, essentially. And Dr. Doom is like, I see you will not let him die. Like the hero in some American cinematic fairy tale, the captain will keep rising again and again from my savage assaults, proving himself to be worthy with air quotes is worthy of your power with his impressive ability to be brutally humiliated and yet remain upright. And he's basically saying, nah, I'm too savage for this shit. You can have, he can have it. I, I don't want to, I'm not what you're looking for. I can't do that shit. Um, and so Dr. Doom forfeits and Steve is taken to this weird purgatory place where it's not just him. It's not just Black Panther and it's not just Wolverine. There are a plethora of heroes that were chosen by the Phoenix Force. Um, and there's some that are weird. Um, the eye is one of them from, uh, remember, uh, Original Sin, a big eye thing? Mm. He was one of them. Howard the Duck is one of the candidates to be uh, the are you Phoenix. Sure? Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, I see uh, Valkyries there. Is that Luke Cage? Yeah, Luke Cage yeah. is there. Um, is this one of the Squadron Supreme guys? The Batman esque character, the one next to Luke Cage? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, there's uh, Namor, of course. There's the Russian Black Widow. There's Shang-Chi. There's. Uh, uh, there's who? Oh, shit. Julia from S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever the fuck her name is. Agent. Who? There's the lady with the pink. Is that She Hulk, actually? Is it? I take all of that back. Never it might mind. be. It might be She Hulk. She's supposed. Yeah, to. I think. Yeah, that's She Hulk. Um, oh, the lady from the Russian group. Man, thing is yeah. there. Brian Braddock. Brian Braddock. Where's Where's Brian Braddock? <laughs> yeah, on the right side. I think that's him. No, that's not him. That's uh, Black Knight. Oh. I think that's okay. Black Knight at least, and uh, Hyperion is one jacket? of them. Who's the guy in the what? Blue jacket. Blue jacket. Oh, I don't know who that is. Um, Dawnstar, maybe? I think that's his name. I don't know. Hyperion is one of them, too, by the way. That's pretty crazy. But apparently this is going to be a big tournament arc for Avengers. And honestly, at least we got a fight. (laughs) We got one fight out of the way. So they know it's not just some weird test. But apparently these people are going to compete in actual battle to decide who's going to be the next wielder of the Phoenix Force. Um, an interesting concept. I'm here for it. I like this issue. Actually, it might actually be my my VGI. 
Certified VGI. Hmm. I thought it was fun, and I like the concept, and hopefully they can deliver. And it's not just uh, who's going to pin the tail on the donkey better to be the next Phoenix Force. But um, I'm I'm excited for this. Um, the possibilities, you know. Um, do you want to say anything before we move on, Josh? No, I. I uh, this was a pretty good issue. Yeah. All right. I agree with you. It is time to randomize. Oh, good. The King in Black books. Um, we have two of these. We missed last week, uh, where we had King in Black number two. Um, we're gonna start off with that one. Last we left off, and it was a Venom issue <laughs> where Venom was being dropped from uh from the top of uh one of Null's big Venom symbiote ma- uh buildings, uh, and l- when we left off, he was just about to hit this car. This takes off literally seconds after as Eddie Brock slams into this fucking car. Um, yeah. So I thought like Spider Man was gonna come in and be like, Phew! but no, he just. He just bulldozes himself into this car. Yeah, Spider-Man got there. But, oh, uh, too late. Not, not, not a good time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after he... He looks like a corpse. He just fell on this car, just laid out like Christ. Yeah, his back is bent, man. It's kind of wild. And that's when Spider-Man's like, oh, shit, Eddie. <laughs> you know, it's like literally two seconds too late. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, fuck, anybody help me? Um, Noel is tight. Because he's like, I dropped him from what looks like the Empire State Building or some shit. And he survived. What the fuck? And uh, yeah, at, at some point, uh, Spider-Man actually ends up drawing the Avengers and Cyclops who have been possessed by Null. So he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> and Yeah, and these pictures look awesome, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I, I'll get to the art later. It's so great. Um, but yeah, the human torch comes through and is like, yo, I got help. Um, go get him to the, to the FF, FF lab. And he's like, what about you? Fire doesn't hurt them in the same way, Johnny. And he's like, whatever. I'll do the Nova blast. My ultimate technique. Um, and if I die, tell them I did. I, I said something cool and heroic before I went. And, um, you know, Spider-Man takes off in a big splash page where he's carrying Eddie as, uh, as, uh, Johnny Storm Nova blasts himself. Um, it's not going to be dead, I imagine, but pretty cool. No, this is going to be taken over by Symbiote eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut over to the uh, lab of the Fantastic Four, where Eddie Brock is on ultra mega double life support. He is really <laughs> like holding it down, trying to die. And Valkyrie, is, he's like, "Hey, so how's he going to do? Is he going to be okay?" And Valkyrie is like. Yeah, I'm a Valkyrie, and one of my powers is I could see how near uh, a person is to death. And uh, you see this big skull, and the bigger that skull is, is actually how representative of how certain you are you're going to die. This skull takes like up. Nakuma, yeah. Gray man. Yeah. <laughs> this skull takes up like the fucking wall. It's like a big ass skull, and it looks super cool. This one panel is really like badass. Um,. So, yeah, basically, Valkyrie's like, yeah, I think he's close. I, I don't know if he's going to pull through, dog. Uh, but, uh, you know, we need to hurry, you know. So Peter goes to get Dylan in his bunker as he's watching destruction on television. Oh, no, he's just playing. 
I think he's playing like Call of Duty, chilling. And, um, you know, he takes him to the lab where everybody's like kind of discussing what to do next because they are royally fucked. Um, Blade is talking to Krakoa. And, uh, hey, man, you want to send more X-Men other than the three you sent over? And Xavier's like, nah, we already spent, sent too many folks. You guys got to deal with it. <laughs> you guys really fucked up. And, um, yeah, he's like, we can't risk drawing them over here. He's like, yo, they're coming for you too, Krakoa. You can't be isolated forever. Um, right. Yeah, Black Panther is on, like, on board. He's like, yo, I, I have my whole country on your side, but... You know, we need a plan right now. Um, and that's when Namor pulls up. And Namor's like, yo, I got my people too. Uh, I can't believe you guys haven't had a plan yet, but figure it out. Uh, but Iron Man does have kind of a plan. Uh, he's going to try to go and grab one of the dragons, the symbiote dragons, get an extract out of them, and try to resurrect Eddie Brock by uh, injecting him or like fusing him with another symbiote. Because that seems to be the only way to keep him alive. Um, And in the meantime, he's going to have Namor go down and uh, call over the Black Tide, uh, who are a big deal. And Blade's going to go pull up and collect Dracula. Uh, Who's also a pretty big deal. Yeah, pretty big deal. (laughs) PBD. And and they called Wilson Fisk up to get the uh, assist of the supervillains in New York to, to help out with their plan. Uh, yeah. Tony tries to pull up. He tries to get the fucking uh, the the sample from the symbiote dragon, and it almost so kind of j- kept as a whole dragon, like a Pokemon. Or something. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it almost kills him too. Like it almost actually brings him to be nullified. Um, so yeah, they try to inject this part portion of the symbiote over, and. Uh, you know, it doesn't go well. The symbiote immediately just starts trying killing uh, this uh, Eddie Brock. And Dylan just, like, vaporizes it in an instant. And they're like, yo, we have Dylan! Dylan can defeat these things! And, um, you know, just in that moment of hope, uh, you hear the uh, life support thing go, ee! And Eddie Brock has seemed to have died. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do the sound yet. Because he's obviously not confirmed death, uh, as we see in the preview for Venom number 32, where he seems to have gone full Kingdom Hearts. You know how, like, you go through the water and then you just come out, yeah. like, in darkness? That's exactly what yeah. happened there. So, you know, there's more to be told for Eddie Brock. But, um, yeesh, what an issue. Uh, the art is awesome. I can't say it enough. Uh, almost every panel, it feels like I could hang up on my wall. It is really well drawn. Yeah. Um, the story does like a good job of like establishing really big stakes. Um, I th- I feel like, you know, everybody's in big trouble here. It's a it's a good event so far. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, we do have another one. Uh, do you have any thoughts on uh the King of Black number two? No, well, I I'm not gonna lie. I was caught up trying to like read it. I guess I didn't uh, see this uh, extra preview, but all it is is in form, like you said. Yeah, um, there are a couple uh, extra pages, but they're literally just like a preview for the next Venom issue. Yeah, but um, yeah, ready to move on to the next one. 
We have King in Black, Iron Man, and Doctor Doom. Um, this picks up oh, like this one was wild. Yeah, this one was pretty <laughs> crazy. We pick up like kind of where we left off, where Iron Man just got through with the whole Eddie Brock situation. He's sulking on the fucking roof, like, damn, I just killed Eddie Brock. That's fucked up. And Doctor Doom pulls up out of nowhere, where he's just like, "Would you mourn him as? Would you mourn me as you mourn him?" And um, he's being weirdly petty about it. He's like, oh, I thought he was a fucking killer like six months ago. But now you're like, oh, no, we lost Eddie Brock. But if it were me, you'd probably be happy if I were dead. Yo, I'm dead. He says that (laughs) he just said, depends. Did I kill you? And and, and doing response that is out of the realm of possibility. Like, you (laughs) can. <laughs> I love I don't Doom know about that one, but yeah, he 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 let it be known, like like I'll humor this response and let's say yeah, you could, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, let's say you could do that. <laughs> it's really funny, but you know they're just chilling on the roof, you know, trying to figure out what to do next, and then they see in the distance, fucking Santa Claus and his reindeer pulling up. It's not just any old average Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus who's been fucking nullified. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, this is like a symbiote fucking Santa out there flying around. And Iron Man literally is like, oh, we got to stop Santa. And this whole issue is about fighting Santa Claus. What? (laughs) Excuse me? Grandma got ran over by symbiote Santa Claus. <laughs> symbiote reindeer. The spirits of Yule are petty Germanic folklore. He's <laughs> like, dude, bro. For real. It's right Dad, there. Seriously. Look. <laughs> yeah. Use, that's... Your, use your magic skin. Dude, that's so funny. And they really have to do battle with him. They, But it's like kind of a quick story. They actually end up beating him. Um... And removing the symbiote from his body, and Santa Claus is like, Did you destroy my sled? I guess I'll fuck off and get my own way home. And uh, the issue ends with Dr. Doom's just trying to figure out if Santa's actually real. He's like, What just happened right now? And I'm also like, What just happened right now? And that's basically how it ends. Um, that was a weird one. <laughs> I didn't hate it, it wasn't yeah. bad at all, but I was like, This came out of nowhere, but uh, I guess it was goofy and fun. I can't hate it really. Um, I really like Iron Man too. It reminds me of Doc Samus from Metroid <laughs> Prime. Yeah, but it looks—it just looks dope. I like the, the bio aspect of it. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, that's all I got to say about this one. Um, you guys moving on? Let's go. Keep on moving on. Oh yeah, I'm ready. The X books. Uh, we have three of these because we missed one. There is something weird about the release schedule for these because Cable was supposed to come out last week. Yeah, it was. And it didn't come out this week either. So I don't know if it's like maybe it got released in print and we have no idea. But yeah, that's just kind of like the vibe. But uh, we're going to start with Excalibur number 16. Excalibur. This is (laughs) Excalibur. Um. We haven't had an Excalibur issue since uh, Ten of Swords, and we're just kind of dealing with the fallout of that. Um, we open up and... Yeah, I like how this issue directly 
addresses um, what addresses, just happened. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, because it kind of spun out of this series. So um, it starts off from Krakow where Rogue is like... Yeah, I feel like the first few panels addresses that too. Like, yeah. I, I thought they were taking jabs at it. He's like trying to be all normal and shit. Rogue is like, don't you... <laughs> Yo. Don't you remember doing this whole thing on the, in this event? Like, yeah. Do you not remember that? Remember fucking Betty? Yeah. Like, do, do we not remember that our leader got decimated? <laughs> this is what I didn't know is that apparently the Captain Britain Corps is just all Betsy Braddocks from different universes. So yeah. I, I guess like I skimmed over that fact, but I didn't know that. But it was every Betsy Braddock except for our Betsy Braddock, for lack of a better term. Seemingly, yeah. Um, and you know. <laughs> Richter is still out there, I guess, trying to get to Apocalypse or as they like to call him in this one. Yeah. Um, and Jubilee's like, yo, he's fucking gone. Why do you even care, dude? <laughs> we got to go. Yeah. Just live your life. Um, and, you know, everybody's just still kind of reeling over what just happened. Um, Richter catches uh, Rogue and, and Gambit at a bar just talking shit about... Um, about how what happened to Betsy and Richter's like, well, what about a? <laughs> like, bro, who gives a fuck about that yeah, nigga? Fuck him. We don't, right? That guy's an asshole. And oh, Richter was real raw about that. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, he wanted <laughs> us to learn more about. That was like his like father figure or whatever. Yeah, he wanted us to learn more about our secret history, and everybody's like, yo, he would have easily let us die in other worlds for his stupid fucking plans. For his goals, yeah, yeah. without an issue. To get uh, his wife back. <laughs> to get pwned by his wife. He said a word about Betsy. He was just like, she fell into pieces. It is what it is. <laughs> Next. <laughs> he, he didn't even say he felt sad about it. He was just like, it'd be that way. <laughs> the only thing on his mind was fighting against his wife in a, in a sword fight and asking her why. That was the only thing he cared about. No, he didn't care about nobody else's life. Definitely yeah. not Richter's after he opened that gate already. That was it. He didn't care about him no more. That's very true. He, he used he, you, bro. Yeah, he used you, man. Uh, it was really funny. Okay, so everybody's just like trying to get him to calm down. It's like, yo, we didn't lose A. He chose to leave. He left with his yeah, wife. Man. He volunteered. We lost Betsy. She, she got cheated and we can't find her anymore. You um, got no explanation. So they sent in a kind of um, a kind of like a case request for X Force uh, X Factor, so they can go over it because they're the people who uh, investigate deaths and uh, and approve resurrections now. And apparently, the report that they came up with was inconclusive. Where they're like, "Yeah, we know that she's not around, but we don't. Re- she just kind of turned into glass and turned to pieces." In in Magic Land, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if it confirms. Yeah, anything. yeah, I don't know if that confirms she's dead, but I don't know. Maybe you guys should go into Otherworld and try to find definitive proof that she's dead for real. Um, dead beyond like reproach. So you know they do. Uh, the remaining Excalibur team goes into Otherworld and uh, arrives at Avalon, where Captain Avalon and King Jamie and uh, Captain Avalon's wife, Maggie, I think her name is. And apparently they have a daughter who's super smart. Uh, they're just chilling, you know, and um, they arrive there. They're like, we're, we've come to kind of investigate the scene of the crime of where uh, Captain Britain turned into pieces. So, you know, we'd like to do that. And Maggie's like, yo, I think I could help you with that because, you know, 
I have a connection to the land here in other worlds. So I've been feeling a calling over to, uh, to where Captain Marvel is basically. So, you know, I can help you out. And they're like, cool, let's do it. Um, but you know, she, she goes with the Excalibur team just cause like, you never know if Saturnine's like spiteful ass is going to show up and do something. So, you know, they all go off and, uh, go exploring. Meanwhile, uh, King Jamie and uh, Captain Avalon have like kind of this exchange where Captain Avalon is like, yo, you don't even care that your sister's gone. And Jamie's like, yo, just because I'm not going out and trying to fight everything I see doesn't mean I don't care. I'm trying to figure out other ways to get uh, Betsy back. So he gets his cape that he got from Mr. Sinister and he goes through yeah. the Krakoan gate. Um, and we cut over to uh, right beneath the Starlight Citadel where um the uh where Maggie just kind of stops in the middle and starts like regaining her powers because she is being connected to the land of otherworld directly and uh at, while we're waiting for her powers to just kind of kick in we cut over to the bar sinister where Mr. Sinister is just sitting chilling on his desk when King Jamie comes through with his cape and uh, he's like yo I'd like to return this and I'd like to uh, ask for that favor you owe me for letting you guys just walk through here and not snitching on you to Saturnine. Um, yeah. And he basically asks for a bio clone of Betsy because that's Mr. Sinister's bag. Is that he just likes to do weird genetic cloning shit. So, you know, he, they agree. He's like, all right, I guess so. And, you know, I guess we're going to get a weird clone story with with Betsy. Um but in any case, uh, it turns out Maggie summons the other Captain Britons, which are all Betsy Braddock, but not our Betsy Braddock. And they're like, hey, yo, so we noticed that all of you were brought back, but not not our Captain Britain. So can you can you look for that? And they're like, yeah. Um, we then cut. There is like this um, informational page about the grimoire of A, but they crossed out his name and. Uh, I guess this is the Excalibur one. <laughs> I, don't I didn't realize that they crossed his name out. That's yeah. Funny. It's not his anymore. Um, and then we get this like big splash page where Betsy is just like thinking, she's like, I am a stranger here. Seek serenity of mind. All will, all pain will pass. My physicality will, is but a vessel. I leave behind a body. So her consciousness has been restored at some point. Um, but yeah, she she's alive somewhere and she wakes up and there's Angel right next to her and they say, and he brings her key, uh, tea. He says, good morning, tea, uh, darling. Tea for the queen of my heart. And in this Ooh. big portrait behind her, it looks like Betsy is a queen of some sort. Uh, <laughs> so she's alive. That's a good thing. Where I don't know, but she's alive. Um, it was an alright issue. I mean, not much to say until like you yeah, know, cool. yeah. yeah, until like this kind of Betsy mystery solve. I think next issue we'll obviously we'll get into it a little bit more and uh, get a little clarity of exactly where she is. Oh no, not this button. Yeah, but uh, in any case, uh, we can move on to the next X book on the lineup, and that would be X Men number sixteen. Um. I thought there was going to be a story between 
you know, this one and the one I saw um, where it's going to deal with the people of the vault. But nope, we're doing this first, um, which is, I guess, called for and necessary. Um, this issue is going to deal with the uh, fallout about Ten of Swords as well, but with Arako now being on Earth. Um, basically, there, uh, Cyclops, Rachel, Summers, and Cable are standing before the uh, the Arako, and they're like, shit, how is this going to work? These people, uh, apparently Krakoa and Arako do not merge together as they should. Um, and it's kind of literally how, you know, they just don't like each other, it looks like. Um, they're just not, you know, having a union. Uh, Cypher is sent over to kind of like be a negotiating body between Arako and Krakoa and try to figure out what's happening and why is it happening. Um, and he basically explains is like, yeah, they don't like each other anymore. And it turns out Arako doesn't even speak the same language anymore. Like they've been away. It looks like they've been away too long. And maybe Arako has been on Ameth for so long that it's kind of forgotten its roots. Um, it's not, it's just not the same anymore. So basically they're like, all right, we got to figure this out because we can't just have two mutant islands on here that aren't united. You know, we got to figure out what exactly is happening. Um, yeah, there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. that that entails. Basically. Um, so on Arako later, uh, we see this Ameth demon like trolling around and it gets beheaded by Iska the, the Unbeaten from Ten of Swords. Um, and she's apparently gone there to meet up with uh, Xavier and Magneto to kind of just talk over the terms as to what happened. And, um, yeah, basically she tries to, she tries to get some information as to what even this world is, you know, like, so what is this world you rule? And, um, you know, oh, wait, first they explain their, like, governing bodies. Like, they, uh, Arako serves under the Great Ring, which is basically, like, the same thing. It's just under a different name as the Quiet Council. Um, they explain that they share Earth with humanity. And Iska's like, what? Why would you do that? You're stronger for, for than that. <laughs> yeah. Are they, are, they, are they that formidable? And Magneto's like, I mean, they know some tricks, but they're just mad. Yeah, that's really funny. And she's like, so then... Yeah. That was a really funny moment where they're like... <laughs> He's like, oh man, they must be really tough in order for you to, you know, back off so 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 fervently and share their life. Which I, honestly, that is the case. It is kind of the you case. There saying? are strong. I mean, demons. I know in the vision we've seen with Saturni that Ament eventually win you know, Arako wins over when it's just them. But they also had the vast hordes of Iraqi. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. pretty sure based on what we've seen, like their best fighters would have trouble against like the Avengers and other heroes. It wouldn't be a slaughter fest, especially yeah. not without the demons. Yeah. It's also revealed that um the mutant population on Arako is twenty times that of Krakoa. And it, it's yeah. it's kind of at that moment where they're Xavier and Magneto take a, are taken aback a little like shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Because their government infantile. Yeah, he says that you're children no, running a child government. Yeah. <laughs> um it's funny like and it's also that they're um they're basically raised on war. These people have known nothing but combat since the day they were born. So not only do they have numbers, they have tougher mutants just cuz they've been fighting literally every second of their lives. Um 
So, you know, it's because, like, I mean, I, I guess we can be soft, too, if you want, but I don't even know about that. Um, yeah, right. Like, uh, we're we going to have to vote on. Yeah, we're going to have to. See if we want to unify and, 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 and deal with your shit. With yeah. And basically, she's like, like, do not come to this place again like this with dreams in your head and flowers in your hand. This and you know, X, Professor X was real upset. Yeah, that. he was like, "This is my gate. I wanted to put a gate here." <laughs> um, and you know, she yeah, fucks off. Over. She says, "I'm gonna go. You know, uh, bring it to the ring, and we'll consider it." And we get a little bit of a breakdown of the Great Ring of Morocco. Um, we know a couple of these. Uh, we know Iska. Do we know Tarn? Yes. Have we seen Tarn before? I feel like I know that name. Tarn the Uncaring. That sounds like a name I remember. Tarn the Uncaring. Mm, yeah, I feel like I remember that too. Idol? Idol, I remember. He's the guy Idol? who... Um, Idol, yeah. Idol's the guy I remember because I think that's the guy that uh, the Genesis laughed at when they said, chill, chill, chill. Don't just go out there. <laughs> There's demons and shit. So I think Idol is like, oh, word, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And you should. What, did he not get killed for saying that? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Damn. It says here that no mutant who that has ever sat on the Great Ring mm. who was not an Omega, a, a Omega level mutant. So all of them are Omega mm. levels. Yeah. And it never happened and it never will. So these guys value power over everything. Um, and yeah, the issue continues on where uh it's they're at the like white council area magneto brought cyclops and gene over and they're like yeah uh it's kind of wild over there uh we're gonna need a couple of people to fill these seats and we want you guys to come back and uh cyclops and gene look at each other and they basically decline they're like uh no thank you uh and (laughs) magneto's like why not yeah he's he's pressed and basically, um, they're like, look, I mean, you know, because we feel like there's something more important to do now. The X-Men, like, we need to bring that back. That's important because now we need to feel that we need the people to feel that there are people working for them as opposed to deciding what's best for them without, like, you know, consulting them or, you know, there's no, like, citizens representation in the council. You know, they're just kind of deciding the fate of hundreds of people between amongst each other so you know yeah, we got like to oligarchy yeah i guess it's a balance of power to the quiet council is what they're doing um mm-hmm. and um they're basically like champs. so yeah jeans is like and so yeah i'm not going to come back to the council and um magneto's like what about you cyclops what the fuck it's like i'll still be a good captain to the council you know i was serving the council well uh, but I'll just be doing I'll this. Shoot some well. laser beams for y'all if y'all still need me. Yeah, but... yeah. If you need me to shoot laser beams, <laughs> I'll shoot laser beams for y'all. But oh yeah, I'm so down. You want me to go out to New York <laughs> and fight that thing that they all struggle? Yo, I heard they're I'm... fighting against the symbiote god. You want me to go down there? I'm down. I'm down. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm ready to go to war. Yeah, and um, basically, so they're like, so what are we gonna do now? And Krakow is gonna hold its first election. Um, to decide who's going to be on the next council, I guess. Stop the count. <laughs> yeah. um, there's going to be a bunch of parties involved. It's not a two-party system, obviously. The only people who can't really be involved. How do- <laughs> I think it's like 
I think it's like this. Did I do all right? Yeah, I think you got it. Uh, but yeah, basically, the election of the X Men. Uh, the X Men are the heroes of Krakoa. Oh no, they're electing who's going to be on the X Men team. Yes, instead of just arbitrarily choosing, not arbitrarily, but you know, making their own decision. And you know, they're it's cool. It's kind of like a popularity contest, but they're probably going to pick strong people. Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, the only people who are not eligible to be uh, inducted into the X Men are anybody on the Quiet Council. So, mm. anybody else within, you know, the Akademos Habitat, House of M, the Hellfire, the uh, Sinister. The bar sinister. Any of these people can be part of the X Men, but the Quiet Council themselves cannot be. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting concept. Uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I I thought that was pretty sick. Um, it's it's so sad that like X Men doesn't come out as often as the other books, just because I'm like you, yeah. you're the one that moves the it plot was... really for you. Like yeah, yeah, this this one does. It's, I I think it's paced relatively well. Yeah, for sure. It's just the first few ones were kind of like. A little all over the place. Teasy, so like, they was, like but you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is what's gonna happen. We're building blocks basically, but now, yeah. You know, instead of moving, now it feels like it is kind of yeah. the one that's helping, like, pull everything along. Yeah, X Men has its own, you know, differentiating fact factor as opposed to being just like this is the conduit between all these other series. Um, I want them to come back with the giant sized issues. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I I don't know if they are, but you know, they could always come back. Um, in any case, that was X Men. We have one more, um, and that would be Wolverine. Wolverine number eight. Um, this is the three hundred and fiftieth issue of Wolverine in total. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was weed. This is cool. Good for Wolverine. It is really cool. Yeah, I'm fully. I, I love Wolverine, man. He's one of the coolest characters. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we start off with this Jeff Bannister's guy. Uh, we, I don't think he's the best there is, though. You sure about that? He's the best there is of what I'm, he does. That's the full. Oh, sure. Line. It's sure. Which is cutting people up and stabbing people. He's good at stabbing people. See, he's already stabbing somebody on the cover of this issue. He's drawing blood right there. <laughs> Um, we cut up, we open with, uh, Jeff Bannister's house. He's this human guy from the CIA that, um, that Wolverine has been working with. Um, and you know, they're just chilling, having a beer cause Wolverine can't have beers anywhere anymore because last time he just got dropped into a fucking ice pit. So no, he's just going to his friend's house now. Um, and you know, they, they swap war stories essentially. And, um, we cut over to Wolverine apparently he's being watched by the uh desk of x or something like that oh the x desk and um they're basically this branch of the cia that does not like krakoa you know so they're just like tasked with spying on them and shit and apparently also agent banister is on their shit list as well uh, so that's gonna come up later uh there's this scene where this group of mercenaries are just like going around like break into this high security place and steal some of the dog tags that uh that logan had back in the day it looks like i'm not really sure it looks like dog tags um but yeah then we cut over to the crack hole where omega red just comes out of his cave 
And I'm like, where is this guy supposed to be? <laughs> he's either with the X-Force, but he's also chilling on Krakoa. Um, but yeah, he pulls up on this like wild animal because he's a bloodthirsty beast. And uh, that's when he gets trapped by one of X-23's clones, uh, Dakin, the son of Wolverine, and then Wolverine himself. They all gang up on him. And Omega Red actually professes his innocence as to what happened uh, back in um, before the Ten of Swords issue where he where he was kidnapped by the vampire. So he's like, yo, I didn't do none of that shit, um, which I thought it was confirmed that he did. But I don't know. I don't really understand. I um, guess he was under, you know, he was being hypnotized. Yeah. Um, Not that he's too regretful over it or anything. I mean, he's just saying, like, it wasn't me. I I didn't mean to do it. Not that I feel sorry about it or nothing. But I didn't want to. I guess that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, we cut over to the point where the headquarters of the X-Factor is. Oh, the X-Force. And uh, this is pretty cool. This is a pretty good, good use of the Danger Room technology as Beast is recreated the danger room to be like this virtual CIA uh, CSI type of uh, area so they can just investigate crime scenes without actually being there just like recreate them and that's pretty cool Uh, and you know they're talking about like that government black site that was just broken into by those mercenaries and um, one of the mercenaries is a mutant uh, named Maverick so Wolverine is on the hunt for this Maverick guy Um, but you know, as they're about to, I guess, go like raid this place in California, Wolverine intercepts this team of mercs and just beats them all up pretty easy. Um, and basically, they've been carrying out a bunch of jobs for this place called Legacy House. Um, and this guy doesn't really know what the fuck. He's just some fucking, uh, I don't know, henchman guy. And he's like, please, I don't know. After a few days after few days ago after our last delivery to the legacy house from the pentagon we stole this memory suppression machine once used by hydra and then he gets shot in the head by a guy that seems to be maverick i guess um and wolverine is left with nothing so yeah wolverine returns to the point where he gets dressed up because he's got to infiltrate um this you know, I guess this headquarters in Madripoor. It's always Madripoor. They got mad beef with that place. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, is that an actual place in the world? Yeah, I, I think... bad that I don't know where it is. Brian, can you Google if Madripoor is a real place in the world? I feel like that's like <laughs> that's China fine. or in the Philippines, maybe. Yeah. China. China. <laughs> China. Um, but anyway, he arrives at... Uh, uh, it's a Madripoor. fictional island located in Southeast Asia. Ah, so it's not real. Cool. Um, so yeah, Wolverine was sent over there to be a spy. Double uh, O Wolverine, I guess. And um, yeah. yeah. Eye Patch Sama. Eye Patch Sama. Um, and that's where the issue ends. Um, it was an alright issue. Um, not, I don't really have much to say about it. It was fine. I don't know. Uh, X-Men was like, I guess, the best of the three, but it's pretty good. Um, do you guys have any more thoughts? Nah, man. It was a pretty nice two weeks for X-Men. Yeah, for sure. I'll say generally. 
All right. Well, that was the X-Men. And that has been our show. A nice little quick one. This is a shorter one than usual, but, you know, we didn't have a ton to talk about. Manga will be back next week in the first episode of our new year. So look out for that. We will be announcing our new series next week as well. And then the week after that, we'll start covering it properly, you know. But, um, yeah, until then, um, thank you guys so much. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram, at jdcole underscore 37, at b.esp. Uh, follow Brian's stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Vote for their audience RGC stuff whenever you see it. Uh, all that jazz. Comment below. Subscribe. Like. All that. All that stuff. Thank you guys so much for watching. I know this has been a weird dumpster fire of a year, but uh, we all got through it. Yeah. We made it. And uh, we're looking forward yeah, to keep some... Keep pushing and grinding, man. Hell yeah. And we're looking forward to some like better times. One Piece is hitting chapter 1000 in 2021. That Ooh, in and of yeah, itself. going to be really dope. That in and of itself is, is, is looking up. You know, It's a good thing. But uh, in any case, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, stay safe, New Jump citizens. Happy New Year. Happy New Year Peace. to y'all. I actually have a fortune that I got. I haven't had a fortune cookie in a long time. It says it isn't our position but our disposition that makes us happy. And there you have it. If that isn't That's 2020 deep. in a nutshell, man. Um, but yeah, take care, everybody. Stay safe as usual. Peace out, guys. Peace. 15, 30, 10, 4, 6, 49. Those are your lucky numbers. <laughs>